On today's show, we talked about some interesting new markup. Cura's 100 million users getting hacked. Greg ranted a bit about HubSpot finally accepting ads. Oh, and Jess talked about some cute, shaggy dogs. And we learned that there's plenty of unsavory content out there on the interwebs. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here at Cypress North on December 7th, 2018. Remember, you can catch us live without a net here on Friday mornings on YouTube or consume us via your favorite podcasting player. And follow along with us in our show notes. As always, just head over to marketingoclock.com for all the links from today's article. So what's up with the news today, Jess? Well, first up, we can look forward to a better, more positive Tumblr is Yay. the name of the, <laughs> the announcement from Tumblr. They have updated their community guidelines. So in short, uh, Tumblr is not going to allow adult content anymore on their their platform so it seems like a more stripped down version of tumblr ah you know i had that joke i was like maybe i shouldn't say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so (laughs) they want to foster a better more creative uh venue or outlet i i should say for for users in a place where they feel comfortable to express themselves so starting uh, the 17th which is officially 10 days from now they will be stripping that content away great (laughs) all right and the one thing to note is that there are many actually social platforms that do have this unsavory <laughs> content, as we say, with nudity, and I think that that's was was kind of inevitable back in the sure. day when 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 Yahoo purchased them. Um, but there still is like surprisingly a lot of of sites out there that that advertisers might not know that they're out there with with some of these uh, potentially naughty. Uh, posts and and things of that nature and some of those items or some of those different sites rather that do still feature that unsavory (laughs) content are uh, twitter reddit um that that those there's actually a lot of 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 naughty things there i mean it's the internet (laughs) i know but you know but I, i don't think a lot of advertisers know that Fair. And by coming out and making this this point, I think Tumblr is going to potentially lose a lot of users that, that are going there for a very specific reason. And they probably might, again, have some more appeal because it's not just some dirty corner of the <laughs> internet anymore. Yeah, so I... First of all, I mean, I'm trying to think of this from a professional standpoint. I feel like if it is a more, to use the word, savory platform, we might have better ad opportunities we can look forward to and all that. But to your point before about just the Internet being a a place where you can get these these things that you may want. They even said in their statement, Tumblr said there's no shortage of sites on the Internet that feature adult content. We'll leave it to them and focus our efforts on creating the most welcoming environment possible for our community. And I'm just like, oh, I had no idea. Thank you, Tumblr. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's bad things out there. And so if, if you are really concerned about where your ads are showing, to me, I think the best sources for cleaned up content, let's say, or, or you know, save free content <laughs> are Google for sure, Facebook, and even Pinterest as well. They don't let any of that, that slide. So. That would just ruin things for mothers. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Next up in the news, Rich Results expands for question and answer pages. 
and Google has launched a Q&A structured data that allows advertiser or allows uh, webmasters rather the ability to show that this page is a question page and has a variety of answers as well. So if you want in the search engine results pages, you'll be able to see that we've got this page that has a question and you'll be able to kind of scroll through some of those answers that, that show up. Seems pretty simple, right, Jess? Simple, yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not simple because after this, there was a question out there on Twitter where there was the thought, there, and this is a little bit technical, I'll kind of fly over, over it, but there is also some markup out there that's not technically supported by Google right now that's called FAQ page markup. And this new markup is called QA page markup. It doesn't, different. Sounds the same, it's very different. So the question was, should you use this new markup, the question and answer page markup, for, say, your frequently asked questions page? The answer is no. <laughs> Don't use it for your <laughs> FAQ page. This is specific to questions with lots of answers. So um, if you've got questions, shoot over to Marketing O'Clock. We'll be happy to answer them in the comments. But it's, it's very technical. But this new markup is not for your FAQ pages. <laughs> and it seems like there's going to be something coming down the pipe that actually will be. For FAQs, you mean coming down the pipe? Yes. It's I hope so. not technically supported at the moment, but yes. I feel like that's content that probably a lot more folks have out there. So something to look forward to. But <sighs> next up, Kiora was hacked. <clears throat> Excuse me. What happened? What data was stolen? And what do 100 million users need to do next was the name of the article. It seems like everybody is being hacked or having some sort of data breach or vulnerability these days. It, it just, this time it's Kiora. For they have 100 million users? That's incredible. <laughs> you mean just in general? Just in general. Is that the entire user base? It seems like that was a hack. Like somebody <laughs> doubled their user base. They hacked into the email 100 million system. users on Cura? Well, I didn't get a notification and I have certainly signed up for Cura. So that's 100 million and one users at least. They sent everybody a nice little email letting them know that there was uh, unauthorized access to their system by a malicious third party. So it seems like somebody was really trying to do something nasty. It wasn't just a vulnerability. It was an actual hack. Um, things that have been compromised in case you're one of these 100 million people, your name, contact info, possibly IP addresses, even passwords and, and contributions and drafts. If you have any drafts saved in there, saved in there those, are, those are hacked too. Oh, my. And <laughs> while the note was really geared towards probably those 100 million folks, there is a, a good subset now of advertisers mm -hmm. on Cura, and they didn't mention anything about credit cards or anything like that. Um, so it's something we're waiting for a little more information on, but who knows on, on that case. But again, the passwords seem like they're hashed and, mm -hmm. and that, were, that were hacked. So that was good. But thankfully, mm -hmm. I know a great question and answer site that you can go to and ask questions like, what do I do if I'm hacked? What, what site is that? Cura. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Google and take it back to that markup thing. And no. Never mind. Never mind. That was even better than I expected. Yeah. It, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, especially for advertisers. So. All right. And next up this week, introducing the indexing API and structured data for live streams from Google. And Google has announced a new API that's an indexing API that helps people like us live streaming get into the search engine results pages, which is super cool. That's one thing Google's always lagged behind quite a bit on is, is mm -hmm. some of the live stuff. So I've got that fire hose into Twitter now. And 
this is going to be great because you're going to be able to let Google know that, hey, this this video, hey, it's marketing clock. It's December 7th. It's live. <laughs> Check it out now and show up. And again, there is a, a all new documentation for live stream. It's in the, um, the Google developers section. And you can tie right into the indexing API. So you can send in when your video goes live, uh, when the video stops streaming, and also um, whatever changes happen in the markup and Google should be notified. So it's kind of like a, a two-phase approach there, but hopefully we'll start seeing some more actual live video in the search, search engine results pages. And that's pretty exciting. That's really exciting. And now imagine a world where you have a live video with a Q&A and you have all that new markup that you just talked about. Is it on an FAQ page? No, it's not. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. First up this week, Google says that the search results aren't personal. Mm -hmm. And this is a whole thing. There's an article from DuckDuckGo that talked about Google having a search bubble where people see only the content that they want to see. And then Danny Sullivan over at Google had used the same exact search queries from that, that DuckDuckGo had used and used it on their own site and said, oh, no, you have a bubble too and showed the exact same thing. But the key here is that the search engine results pages aren't as personalized as you might think. Mm. There's a little bit of personalization, but hopefully everybody has roughly the same amount of the same content. So NBD, sense. everybody. NBD. They did say too, right, that it, it, they, the results might be different, but not for personal reasons. So not personal. It's business. <laughs> Next up, more language support is coming for responsive ads as well as some cool new tools. Uh, Google announced that responsive search ads are going to have 10 additional languages that they support, which is awesome. Even cooler, well, so some of this is cool. They are going to offer headline and description suggestions. And I feel like you have something to say about that. Oh, I, I, I don't think that's cool at all. <laughs> In the, exa the examples that they show, it looks fantastic until it's real life and you have these suggestions come in that, that, that are just horrific. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I said some of this is cool. Uh, they also said they're going to give you ad strength grades with opportunities for improvement. Also, probably a meh thing. But I wrote in my notes, hallelujah for this next one. I feel like this is the nicest thing ever. They're going to have a tool. This one's not uh, rolled out yet, but it is coming in the next few weeks. It's going to let you import your headlines and descriptions from your existing text ads into the responsive ad format so you don't have to copy and paste your life away. I think that's a good thing. And another fact that they listed was that they said, we found that on average, advertisers who include headlines and descriptions from existing text ads see up to 10% more clicks. Do you know why? Why? Because it wasn't suggested. <laughs> <laughs> because you actually tried. Yeah, I have a little what note in that because it compared to what? Compared to responsive search ad with new text or compared to not having it at all? Nobody knows. It's okay. impossible to know. Great advice, Google. Thank you. All right. Next up is a post from Google, and it's called The Latest on Messages, Allo, Duo, and Hangouts. And the news is that <laughs> the latest is that Allo and Hangouts, as we know Hangouts, are going away. And uh, Google Allo, which was kicked off in September 2016, it was supposed to be their like super smart um, machine learning AI powered chat tool, is going away. And also, Google Hangouts, like the only good thing we got from Google Plus, is being changed. Um, and and mm -hmm. for the most part, as people know it, know it is going away. It's actually turned into two different products: Hangouts Chat and Hangouts Meet. Good. And then Google will still be keeping their messages 
app and duo, which is actually really awesome. So, um, so for the consumer, it's going to be either messages or duo. And then for more enterprise folks, it's going to be, um, hangouts chat or hangouts meet. So you could say Allo is going goodbye. Yeah, Allo. Allo. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Next up in Greg's favorite things news, we are going to talk about stories again. This <laughs> week he's shaking his head no. Uh, group stories are globally rolling out in the Facebook community. They are adding some um, additional functionality. People are going to be able to, um, not people, admins and group members are going to have different ways they can interact with stories that are happening. And, you know, I don't, the only thing I really have to say about this is go to the show notes, click it, look at the featured image. It is hilarious. It's like a dog who looks like he's having like, a really good time. It's one of those super shaggy dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of dog it is, but it's amazing. At this point, I, the article. At this point, I'm just desensitized towards all of these mm. these social networks just shoehorning stories into their service. It makes sense if you're Snapchat mm-hmm. and even Instagram in a way, but LinkedIn shoehorning in these stories, who uses Facebook stories? Nobody. Mm-hmm. And then now putting the stories in with groups. And the example that they they have is is the cringiest thing ever. It's like a breakfast club. <laughs> and you're, like, you've got stories from your breakfast club. And it's like, that's not what Facebook is for. Put actually post your pictures of, of your, you don't need stories that are going to go away for your breakfast club. And I'm also saying that I am going to come out on the right side of history on this. That shoehorning stories in everything is a terrible idea. Just like I was with with Portal being the worst idea ever. This is a terrible idea as well. I don't want any more stories. Just make Facebook better. How about that? That's I mean that sounds good. And you got to say Portal. So all right, next up from Google, they are announcing Kaggle integration with Google Data Studio. And Kaggle is the largest uh, community of data scientists out there, and they have things called kernels, these data sets. I have a question. So you have like a group of crows that's a murder. Is a Kaggle the official name for a group of data scientists? Is that official? I think it's for cabbages. What? I, don't know. <laughs> I just made that up. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think the official name of a large community of data scientists is uh, nerds. <laughs> Excellent point. You're right. <laughs> Schooled this morning. Okay, and and the 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 reason we're talking about this is because anytime we we like looking for improvements mm-hmm. on things, and whenever there are more improvements, more integrations, typically it leads towards something being more and more supported. So it's great to see Data Studio be more supported, and you can pull in these kernels and. There's a good example. You can see like the world happiness scale from a kernel. And, and guess what? Canadians are happier than Americans. I believe that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of happy, fluffy news, Facebook has released their 2018 year in review. It's a great read. There's a lot of pop culture stuff in there that you might or might not be interested in. But, I, Greg, I want to play a game. Can you guess what was not in this? Um, the improper use of data by third-party advertisers within Facebook ads? Correct. Not in there. Okay. <laughs> Anything uh, else? Mark Zuckerberg's testimony in front of Congress? Not in there. How about the questionable ad targeting methods that have been stripped away from Facebook this year? Uh, no, not in there. How about the <laughs> massive successful launch of Facebook Portal becoming the flagship <laughs> product and the leader in the worst device ever? Uh, well... <laughs> I did not know that that was an accolade that they had yet, but uh, no, also not in there. Okay, then I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. It's 
it's just like, oh, people shared things for XYZ day and here are some hearts and, and it's cool. I don't know. I got nothing. I, this is not newsworthy. Yeah. Everything newsworthy was left out of it. Yeah. So exactly. that's the news, people. Okay. And then next up is from the AMP blog. And the title of the article is Use AMP HTML Ads for Better Ad Performance, Page Usability, and User Safety. This was actually a really nice, simple, logical breakdown of AMP HTML ads. And there was a good look at the pros and some of the limitations of these ads. So it is something you should definitely check out. It's just a really nice, sensible article in a world of insensibility. I love that. Nothing further. Finally, before we get to further segments, Google's officially rolling out the new search bar that's a little bit rounded and cute and also a sticky header. So when you scroll down through the search results, you still have the search bar at the top. The headline pretty much says it all, but go and check it out. Cool. All right. And that brings us to this week's WTH. <laughs> and this week, we've got an article on Medium from the HubSpot VP of product, Nicholas L. Holland. And the WTH article is called, We've Changed Our Stance on Ads, Period. <laughs> Here's Why, Period. And the article goes on to talk about HubSpot coming around on ads. And I'm going to quote a few different sections from this article from Mr. Nicholas L. Holland. Ads were the spammy interrupted interrupting an outdated marketing strategy being replaced by educational, helpful, and targeted inbound marketing, period. Paragraph. Things have changed, what? period. They were when? Go this, on. This, this article is such a sham and utter BS, and it's the thing that, that HubSpot has hidden behind in a long, long time. The inbound marketing isn't everything. And that guess what? If you've got a product that doesn't address ads, you probably have a terrible product. But it's hidden in this righteous nonsense from this fella. And we're going to go through another quote here where he says, It seems like just about everybody has adopted the fundamentals of inbound marketing. We are all creating blogs, emails, and social content to inform prospects about what we're selling. Ads have become essential in cutting through the noise of a crowded information marketplace. So I think that Mr. Holland is now saying that inbound marketing is the crowded, ineffective marketplace is what it kind of sounds like. Sure does. And this is my favorite part of the article. And I know I'm going long, but this has to be said. Go for it. He says, along with the shift towards information abundance, we've seen advertising tools improve dramatically, becoming targeted, educational, often humorous, and parentheses, dare I say it, even helpful. Like an ad might actually help somebody. And it these are the musings of a completely insane person, Jess. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And best yet, this wasn't on the HubSpot site. This was buried on some hmm. hidden, not hidden, but it buried on a medium site. It wasn't on the main site. And it, it got me thinking of like one of my favorite articles, I think, about HubSpot. It was written by John Henshaw back when he was at Raven, Raven Tools, oh, I'm rocking nice the Raven shirt. shirt today. And it was called Inbound Marketing is Incomplete Marketing. And he went through to cover all these different reasons why you can't just use inbound marketing. And this was five years ago. And we're here almost 2019, and HubSpot's finally admitting that ads might be helpful. 
this is ridiculous. And so anyway, <laughs> John and went through and John is now over at uh, Koi Wolf Marketing. So you can check that out, sign up. There's a bunch of great content there that is very similar to, to what I'm going to talk about here. But he talks about the fact that HubSpot preaches inbound marketing as being the savior, but HubSpot uses PPC. They have a sales team, does telemarketing, um, has press releases, you tracks, uh, has print and radio campaigns, email marketing, and um, they sponsor conferences. So it was an amazing article. Even the uh, founder of HubSpot commented in, on there as well. But overall, this was just an absolutely insane piece. And, and the, the main crux of, of this HubSpot uh, Medium post was that uh, they're finally putting ads. They're not making that as, as an add-on, that they're, they're making ads into their core marketing product. Good. Which is like, no, 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 no ass. Well, why like, wouldn't you want to make money for yourself? Why wouldn't you want to make a good product? And it's now this <laughs> this ranty, long-winded, nonsensical message about the fact that ads have never worked until we HubSpot said so today, like on the cusp of 2019, now's the time. But you're not going to say so on your own site. That's a little bit troublesome to me as yeah. well. I feel like you already hammered at home. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, but I'm with okay. you on this. This is definitely a WTH. So WTH HubSpot that, that has finally given... The, the approval that ads are now complete. No, Thank HubSpot, you. your product wasn't complete. All right. And that brings us to this week's <laughs> must-read marketing article of the week, an article so in-depth, so detailed that we cannot cover it fully on the show. And today's article comes from Jeff Baker of Brafton. And this is actually on the Moz blog. And it's called Seven Search Ranking Factors Analyzed, a follow-up study. And Jeff runs through a bunch of actual case studies that take a look at some of the ranking factors, including the length of content on a site. Um, and the one thing that I really liked that I think it was one of the first ones out there was just um, some of the time. So when was content mm -hmm. released? How did it perform within that time frame? But he goes through seven different um, factors and does a great job of trying to explain and, and show some details on it. Nothing is... is definitive, I'd say, but it's just a really nice look further down the rabbit hole at some of these factors that we've determined to be um, so important for organic ranking. So kudos to Jeff Baker over at Brafton. We love the article. Awesome. And that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch all the content from today's show on marketingclock.com or in the descriptions below. And please make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to Shooting the Heck, where we don't talk about marketing anymore. All we do is... Shoot the heck. And this week, we are having a holiday movie draft. I'm so excited. We are going to choose our favorite holiday movies and compile the best team of five movies. All right. This is going to go as well as the Halloween candy draft. <laughs> I can feel it. Here's the disclaimer. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of holiday movies, so I'm like at a disadvantage. So you're going to be okay. I don't know if I watch it. I had I struggled with this list. I kind of tend to really think about it. Okay. So I have a couple that are omitted and we're going to get people whining about that, but I just haven't watched them and I'm not a, I'm not going to be a liar here. Okay. And so once let's flip a coin Yep. and you can make the call. If you get the call, you can choose either first pick 
or second two, and then we go alternating. Okay. So what would you like to call on the coin flip? May I be tails, please? Yes, you may. Oh. Okay. Hang on one second here. We're digitally flipping I a coin. I digitally guys. flipped the coin, <laughs> and apparently you have to ask Google to flip it for the audio version to come out. Oh. I typed it in. Okay. okay. So that won't count for the record. <laughs> Flip a coin. All right. You got heads. Ooh, okay. that's you. So I go first? Yes. Or okay. second, whatever I know you what you're going to do, though, because I'm... I'm Oh, I can go second too. Yeah, right. Didn't you I'm say gonna go you got second, to pick? I'm gonna what go you next to, do? to, so you can go first pick. Okay, you do know what I'm gonna do. I know right? what you're doing. All right, number one, Die Hard. Did not think that's what you're doing. Really? Yes. Okay. I did Surprise. not think that's what you're doing, and I believe it is in fact a Christmas movie. Definitely. I mean, so it takes that falls place on Christmas. Movie. They play Christmas music. There's lights and action. Okay. I'm really interested to see where your list is gonna go here. I'm gonna go next to It's a Wonderful Life. Aww. I really like that movie. I've never like, seen I don't it. like you have never seen that movie? No. You need to watch that movie. It's so it's the best. And then number two, Home Alone. Damn it. I took it. Darn it. I swore <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> so That's that was yeah. I, I like think it's movie. I think I like the layout here <laughs> where I've got a really sappy old one and then I've got maybe the funniest holiday christmas movie ever yes going it's the 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 epitome of christmas and i should have picked it first it was my second pick but i'm you know what i'm gonna go with now and i feel like this is totally fair home alone 2 lost in new york boy this is the butterfinger babies (laughs) of your christmas you don't like that movie it's great it's terrible what's terrible about it isn't that with the one like the birds and you have birds like blinding i I know you don't you don't love the pigeon lady but nobody loves it's got some good lines and he's like another christmas in the trenches which has become like my christmas family mantra so okay wow i didn't even have that on my list (laughs) you you don't like birds (laughs) okay all right i'm gonna do it then I'm going to go National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, yes. Which is a way better movie than Home Alone 2. <laughs> I know. I really wanted to get it. I thought it, maybe like you were going to pick it. Is like the Wet Bandit Strike Back? Is yeah. That the... But now they're the Sticky Bandits oh, in Home Alone 2. Okay. Great. <laughs> I, over, I changed my mind. It is that great. Ah, oh, National Lampoon's is the best. Do you ever feel like Clark? I feel like that every minute of my life. I figured. Which is a good thing. <laughs> That's a good thing. He's an amazing father and he takes care of business and everything's fine. I just love that point where they're cutting the turkey and he's like, oh, this looks half as good. This tastes half as good as it looks. We're all in for a real treat. <laughs> just just yeah, I feel like that every minute. Oh, that's wow. That's sad. That should oh, I mean, make me feel not like. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Um, all right. Well, I don't know what to do now. So I'm going to go just because I love it and I always have and it's a great transitional film from season to season nightmare before christmas i was gonna take that if you didn't great pick got it stole it from you take that okay so then next up i was gonna try to block you Mm -hmm. by taking die hard but i thought that wouldn't be nice thank you i'm gonna go with the christmas story the one with the you'll shoot your eye out yeah that's an excellent that's a great one that's a great one yeah except the fact that it's on for like 24 hours yeah that's too much which is annoying and you Mm -hmm. go to like your grandma's house and it's on the whole time yeah grandma change it but it's a good it's a great film um is this your last pick what can you recap where you're at i'll recap mine first i've got it's a wonderful life Mm -hmm. home alone 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and um, A Christmas Story. That's four, right? So I, I only have three. Oh, because so, you picked yes. two. So I have Die Hard, Home Alone 2, and Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a creep! What a creep you are! All right, How what's next? So, um, <clears throat> oh, this is really, really tough. I have some good ones on here. I'm gonna go Elf. Oh, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna go off there. Yes, too. I'm just gonna steal all your movies because you did it to me. Okay, great movie. Great movie. And then I am gonna finish my five by choosing the original Grinch. Saves Christmas buttons. or whatever. Yeah, it's called. the Grinch who stole. Uh, yeah, who stole Christmas? Oh, I toyed with choosing that over Elf. That is the best. And yes. the new one. I don't know how you feel about the new ones. Man, I'm not into the new ones, and I don't like it. This the Grinch has taken over the Honda Twitter account. <laughs> I don't like it. I like that that old Grinch. Is, it sounds like he just is smoking a pack of cigarettes while he's talking. I yeah. like that Grinch. I like that Grinch too. Although you know, I love billboards, and I recently saw a billboard. <laughs> In New York, on one of the bridges, not on one of the like approaching one of the bridges where there's always traffic jams, and it was just the Grinch's big mean face, and it said, "I could watch you sit in traffic for hours," and I liked that. That's good. I thought that that was really good. I just don't like it when it's billboarding. Hey, the Grinch is talking to Joel Embiid, the (laughs) basketball player, and they're that doesn't make any sense. No, I don't like that. Okay, so what's your last what's your last movie here? Well, <laughs> I could go Home Alone three, but I won't. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a choice, and then I'm gonna tell you what my other option was, and we're gonna have you grade me on my assessment. I am going to go Twilight Zones Santa episode. I know it's not a movie, but there's a Christmas episode with That's like the fine. homeless Santa, and it's so moving. I don't know what that is. I gotta watch. You should it. watch it. Okay. It's like black and white, like good feels. That that's my final choice. Okay, perfect. So m- let me just review quickly <laughs> what I have in my lineup, and then we'll compare it against Jess's, and then you can make the call. My team is compiled of It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> A Christmas Story, and the original Grinch Who Stole Christmas. That's a really solid lineup. That's pretty good. I, I can't even heck on it. It's good. Okay, and what's yours? <laughs> Die Hard, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the full title in there. The Nightmare Before Christmas, Elf, and then the Christmas episode of Twilight Zone. And I don't know the official title, and I should have looked it up. But yeah. All right. Hope you enjoy them this holiday season. Let us know who wins. We'll see you next week.